Well, I know very little about sports, but even I know about Coach K. When I was at the Naval Academy, we would go down to Duke on weekends, and we would uh, meet with Duke friends there, and they would revere Coach K and his work. It wasn't until later that I realized that he, in fact, was a veteran as well, having graduated from West Point, having served in the Army, going on to be a final uh, 12, 12 time final four participant, six time gold medalist as head coach of the U.S. men's national team, um, and the winningest, what a great word, the winningest basketball coach in Division I men's basketball history. I'm also aware that he is retiring. And so, in honor of that, I want to do a rebroadcast of our episode from, let's see, all the way back in July of 2019. So, many of you have probably not discovered this episode in our archives. So, with that, let's dive in to my conversation with Coach K. Well, the first question I had was, um, I'd love to learn more about how your military experience helped shape your coaching philosophy. Well, I, I, you know, we're both very fortunate to attend. Uh, uh, you know, I attended the United States Military Academy and Naval Academy, and West Point uh, really is the foundation for everything I've done in my career. Uh, I it taught me how to be a leader. It taught me how to overcome. Uh, setbacks, failure, and uh, uh, how to work as a team. <clears throat> it, uh, it really set the stage for everything that I've done in my, in my career, and to include the five years that I was an officer. An, uh, another thing I was wondering about is that as previous guests on the show, we've had military veterans who've had careers as NFL players, PGA golfers, and NASCAR drivers. But examples of veterans who enter into professional sports in some capacity are, are pretty far and few between. And I'm curious if you have any advice for listeners who may aspire to enter into professional sports in some capacity after their military service. Well, you know, I, I, there's, there are many, many people in our country who understand the value of a veteran and in, in any occupation, uh, because uh, the one thing a veteran has is a commitment to something beyond himself or herself. They want to be a part of something bigger than them, and they're willing to pay the sacrifices, make the sacrifices necessary to, uh, for success. They're also great learners, and uh, they're okay about learning new things and working with people. They, they, they check all those boxes. And I think they're also humble. So they sometimes don't understand how great they are. And my suggestion is to write people, call, you know, let people know that they're available and you, you, you might be shocked with the response that you would get. That's great. I'm, I'm also wondering, um, how do you bridge the generational gap and motivate your players? You know, it's a great question. And uh, I actually spoke to the Corps cadets about a month ago, and I spoke to them about this topic. I said, it's, the, it's really the responsibility of the leader 
to connect with the group that he or she has the honor to lead. I'm 72 years old. I deal, I keep getting older, but the group that I have to deal with maintains the same age, 18 to 22. And along the time that I've, I've been coaching for 45 years, I have had to adapt in how I connect many times. And when I coached the United States national team for 11 years and all the pros, I had to adapt then too. That's something every leader needs to do. Now, what you do not change is what you connect with. And those are the values that your team, organization, business have, whether they be integrity, duty, uh, courage, respect, loyalty, things like that. Those things never change. But how you connect, that you, you have to adapt. And that's the, leader, that's the leader's responsibility to be able to do that. That's fantastic. And you had spoken earlier about learning back at West Point how to overcome failure. What advice do you have for listeners about overcoming failure and overcoming losses? Well, you know, we weren't there. First of all, in order to change a limit, you know, in order to get better, you are going to fail or get knocked back. Otherwise, you could buy that. You can't buy it. You have to experience it. And when you are knocked back, what I learned there was that failure uh, was never a destination for, uh, for an academy graduate. And uh, that's part of the journey to success. And so when you are knocked back, you learn why and you make the appropriate changes. Along with that, though, one of the reasons you get knocked back is because you're doing it alone. And another thing I learned at the academy is to, is to be on good teams. Uh, a team might be needed to accomplish what you individually are trying to accomplish. And so don't get... Don't stay with the destination of failure and look to develop teams. And that team could be just another person, a team of two or a team of five, but teamwork, you know, be a part of something bigger than you and, and you'll accomplish more uh, if you develop and, and be on good teams. That's great. I love that thought of using that team to really buoy someone in, in those failures and to help them through that. Um, another question that we, oh, go ahead. No, I, I love yep. the word, the way you use buoy. Yep. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, you tell your Naval Academy <laughs> graduate. Yep. I, I'm not even sure what the army equivalent term would be, but, uh, the Navy pokes Either around am that I. I'm trying to think of it right now and I can't think of it. Um, you know, a a question we get coach K from, from listeners a lot is around work-life balance. And I'm just thinking of you, you are continuously competing at the top of the top of, of this, of this sport. I'm just curious, any advice you have on work-life balance in general and how you stay sane amidst such a crazy schedule? Well, you know, we, we try to teach even my kids here at Duke that go into the pros, uh, balance. 
you know, that you can't get just consumed with what you're physically doing, like being a player. Uh, you, you have to develop people skills. Uh, faith is huge. You know, remember your family and, uh, to be involved in something, not just that occupation. And so for me in coaching, uh, my wife and I just celebrated our 50th wedding anniversary and we've always worked as a team and kept our family involved. You know, my three daughters, 10 grandchildren, you know, we try to keep family first. And then you know, whatever faith you have, I think faith is important where you recognize there's uh, somebody you can go to, you know, a higher being and how you do that can give you, um, can give you strength in times where you need strength. And, uh, and then to be involved with, if you, if you can, with outside activities, we're involved with many charities. Uh, we run a, a center here in Durham named after my mother, the Emily Krzyzewski Center, where we help about 270 kids who are, are there, low-income kids, to uh, from K to college uh, to get their education. And we've been involved with that for 13 years. And every kid that's gone through uh, has gotten a, uh, a college education. They've been admitted to college. And and uh, uh, in our area, only one in five low-income kids ever get to college. And our our center has been 100% uh, effective. And that, where you know you're doing something else besides winning basketball games or making money. That's great. Well, I know um, we only have time for one more question. And the, the short version mm -hmm. of it is the secret to your success. But I'm just curious because the amount that you've achieved in your career and you're constantly around people who are high achieving in, in basketball. I'm just curious what advice you have to military veteran listeners listening who aspire to do great things in their civilian career. Well, you know, I've just kept it simple. Uh, you know, I, I never thought I would be coaching in national championship games and winning some of them, we've won five, or being the U.S. coach and, you know, in the Olympics and all these things. And sometimes you pinch yourself and you say, well, how did that happen? And I, I think one of the main ways it happens is you, you do what you love. If you can find out what you love and you, you try to do that, you really are never working. You know, you're always doing what you love. And then to not have a rear view mirror when you do accomplish something, don't look back, look forward into how can I, how can I do it again? You know, uh, don't live in the past, but live in the present and don't live that much into the future either. You know, in other words, be in the moment. And I've tried to be in the moment my whole life and uh, it's helped me. And same thing with the people that you meet. You know, at the end of the day, we're all human beings and somebody accomplishes a little bit more. Sometimes that, you know, things are favorable for that person. You know, be yourself, be confident uh, and be honest. 
be honest with the people you're with and be honest with yourself and, and uh, things will work out. You know, my mom who never went to high school told me you know, before I went to West Point, she says, you know, make sure you're on the right bus. And, uh, and what she meant was you now are in, you're driving your own bus. And she said, only let good people on your bus. And if you get on someone else's bus, make sure they're good people. And by being around good people, good things will happen for you. And I, I've followed that advice my whole life. And, you know, my bus has been fortunate to go into a lot of really neat, neat places. Well, Coach K, thank you so much for what you do to the, for the military community. And thank you so much for your time today. Yeah. Well, thank you for what you're doing. It's a, an honor to be on and uh you know i wish you success in in the you know the program that you're running to help our, our military veterans it's certainly necessary thank you so much all right take care just thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode quick couple admin points um we release brand new episodes every single Monday and Thursday. Those are usually recorded uh, about a month or so before they go live. Um, and um, every Monday and Thursday, we have an interview, usually almost always with a military veteran about their civilian career. More and more, we're starting to add in experts who may not be met veterans, but may have some expertise that will help the military veteran community. Um, Saturdays, I typically post more of a behind-the-scenes episode, which is a free-form format. I try to use what I'm calling a mullet format, and by that I mean business up front, party in the back, uh, talking through admin points, uh, professional topics related to the podcast. It might be a conversation I had that week. It might have been an interview I had that week, but just trying to, to share things that are top of mind that may help you in more of a free form, straight from the heart format. And then the party in the back is the personal side of things, just kind of more free-flowing uh, thoughts on life, on um, uh, improving oneself, just kind of whatever's going on in life and trying to be authentic and um, honest about um, those things as well. Special thanks. We have an all-volunteer army of people behind Beyond the Uniform making this possible. Uh, we do this on our lunch breaks, on our evenings, on our weekends, because we love the military community. We want to give back. We want to make a difference. We want that as part of the purpose in our life that we we valued in the military. Um, so special thanks to Steve Bain. Steve does pretty much everything. He helps uh, secure guests. He does our newsletter. He keeps the reels rolling and keeps me sane. Kathleen Dillon, the first person to join our team. She writes text transcripts of every single episode. It's wild. She keeps up with two of these a week despite a demanding career and education right now. Uh, but those transcripts help us get more SEO value, helps her audience more. Um, Andrew Woolridge is our data guru. He helps us understand the numbers, which is the easiest way for us to figure out how we can better support you and um, adds kind of the, the data oversight for that. Rick Healy does all of our social media. He is gaining more and more of an audience for us by getting our videos, getting our podcasts out on social channels. Um, the best way to stay in contact with us is if you go to beyondtheuniform.org, there is a newsletter. You'll have a little pop-up that comes up. You can put your email in. We email twice per month. We try to be respectful, but it is a great way to get uh, appraised of upcoming events, 
upcoming interviews, promos where companies are giving discounts to Beyond the Uniform listeners, and more. Uh, this does cost money to put on. We are um, con- uh, committed to not charging veterans directly. Um, and the way that we kind of offset costs is through corporate sponsors. So if you know of a company that would like to get in front of a military audience and their families, uh, that's one way that we can both add value to our members but also offset the costs of Beyond the Uniform and give us a little bit of budget to start expanding what we're doing. So that's the, the best way you can help us. If that's not something that you can do, a positive review on iTunes is greatly appreciated. Have a wonderful week. We will be back Monday, Thursday, and Saturday with more interviews. And uh, yeah, keep up the, the, the listening. Take care.